Welcome to the Let's Kill It podcast. I'm Janice T, former corporate dropout turned full-time entrepreneur, creator, and lifelong learner. Every single week, I bring you mindset hacks and personal growth tips inspired by real stories and experiences. So if you're an inspiring entrepreneur, entrepreneur, online content creator, or someone who is really looking to grow your business or career and level up your life, well, you're in the right place. Thanks for spending some time with me today and let the good stuff begin. Today's episode is called Unfiltered, 10 Game Changers in Building Your Own Business I Wish I Knew Way Earlier. And some of these completely shifted things and changed the game for me, which is why I'm so excited to bring them to you today. And of course, all this I realized throughout the course of building my business organically. Some were easier lessons than others, but I'm very excited to be delving right in today. So the first thing is to trust your gut. And sometimes you just know some things that can't really be seen. And if there is one thing I knew or I wish I knew earlier, it was that I would have wished that I would have relied more on my intuition in business rather than relying 100% on logic. Because sometimes your gut feeling is more right than wrong even if it logically doesn't make sense at that time, or even if you don't know exactly why. Um, And looking back, it was really my gut feeling that first helped me to quit my corporate job in the first place, right? And of course, I also used logic to make an informed and calculated decision. But I knew that gut feeling was super strong of hey, you know, it doesn't really make logical sense because you are doing well in your corporate job. You are well on your way to making six figures. You are in a comfortable space. But my gut feeling was just so strong that this is not the right place to be, despite it on the surface, logically seeming like it was the best place to be at the time, right? And, you know, That was that strong gut feeling that helped me take my first step into entrepreneurship. And I've never looked back since, you know, and what I find is that as the stakes get higher, as the business stakes get higher, it is sometimes more difficult and more scary to really trust your gut instead of success models or instead of looking at other people in industry look instead of looking at you know seven eight nine figure businesses and wanting to copy them because it's so scary to trust that gut feeling that you have like what if you got it all wrong what if that gut feeling isn't right what if you trust your gut and it doesn't make logical sense and things completely you know turn out the wrong way right and so there obviously has to be a balance between that and logic slash systems slash models, success models. But um, as the stakes get higher, it's sometimes easier to lose that voice of yours, to lose that gut feeling of yours. Um, And I think really remembering that, you want to bring to the forefront of your mind that actually a big part of what makes your business work 
is you more than anything else. It's not model A, model B, model C, or whatever blueprint. It's you. It's your unique personality, your unique beliefs, your unique vibe. Whatever you bring to the table as a person, especially if you are a service-based entrepreneur, these are the things that make you who you are, and. These are the things that actually cause people to buy into you. So you want to really trust that because it brings something totally unique and something that is very, very hard to replicate to the table. It's something special. So while relying on logic, while learning from mentors, while doing all of those, you also want to remember to trust your gut. That's number one. Number two. Put yourself around people that you actually like and respect. I would now today, if you ask me, I would actively pay money and time to be surrounded by like-minded people who are like three, five, ten steps ahead of me. Whether they are mentors, whether they are coaches, whether it's just a broader community, just being surrounded by people who dream boldly, who dare to think bigger, who take action fearlessly. And who go all out to create that freaking beautiful life they dream of and deserve? That is not something a lot of people do. You know, most people around you are gonna tell you like, "Don't dream so big." Oh, that dream—it's unrealistic. Look at where you live. Look at the people around you.、Um, most people are gonna tell you, "Oh, sounds cool in theory, but it's never gonna work in real life because of A, B, C, D." And most of these people are not. Where you want to be? Most of these people are not even ahead of you. Most of these people are not even living lives that you respect, living lives that you like. So why are you surrounding yourself with them? Is it because of familiarity? Is it just because you've known them for ten years, so you want to continue knowing them? You really want to think about the people. That you surround yourself with, because I know it's super cliche, but there is a reason why that quote is so popular. Of you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So who are you surrounding yourself with? You really want to filter that and make sure that you're putting yourself around people that you actually like and respect. And conversely, even though this may sound super harsh. And it's a little bit controversial. You conversely also want to cut people who you do not like, and who you do not actually respect, and who do not add any value into your life. Otherwise, if you keep surrounding yourself with people like that, you will become like them. And whether you like it or not, you will become like them. Think about that for a moment, and that is a pretty scary thought, right? So when you really sit down to think about it. If that's the case, then you want to be, you know, removing people from your life who you don't like, who you don't respect, who are not supportive of you, who do not add value into your lives, who put you in a box. And that's something I had to learn because I'm super sentimental as a person. So I don't let a lot of people into my lives, but once you come in, and once you're in my inner circle, I'm super. Loyal, and I really give a lot to the people that I love, right? So learning to cut out people that I've just known for such a long time was really hard. Cutting people who put me in a box because I'm multi-passionate, 
I'm not just a business person or a creative person. I like to find creative ways to do business. I like to, you know, bring new ideas, and that's how I merge the creative part and business part. And so I'm multi-passionate,、uh, and I don't want to be surrounded by people who tell me that I need to be put in one box or the other. Or I don't want to be surrounded by people who belittle my achievements, who tell me that this is just a fluke. I want to be surrounded by people who think that great things can happen in life, and also are working actively towards that themselves. People that I actually like, people that I actually respect. So it was hard to consciously be distancing or removing myself away from people who I don't like and respect. But it was something that I learned to do over time, because you don't realize how much of their thoughts seep into your head, and how unhealthy that is, and how that deters you from your goals. And by the way, I don't just mean cutting off people in real life social situations. The same thing goes for social media. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you surrounding yourself? Are you consuming content from people that you actually like and respect, or are you just mindlessly consuming content from people who aren't even where you want to be, but somehow you're following them, and you're wondering to yourself, why am I not like them, without even realizing that you don't want to be like them in the first place? You don't really want their lives. You don't really want the things that they have. You don't really believe in their philosophy. You don't really want to do what they do. So why are you consuming content from them and allowing that to seep into your life? You should be consuming content and putting yourself literally and figuratively, and virtually around people that you actually like, actually respect, and who actually are living the lives and principles that you believe in and that you want to go for. It's much harder to do. Of course, saying it is easy, but it's something that I really, really had to learn, and I hope that applies for you as well. The third thing is to not be afraid of dreaming big. And I don't think I've actually shared this before, but I actually felt quite guilty for a long time. Because of receiving certain levels of success or being able to live out certain parts of my dreams, and it's always a weird topic for me because I, when I grew up, came from a very average, I would say, normal family. So I never came from like a huge amount of of money, or I was never like born into a billionaire family, right? So I never came from money. So to own nice things, whether it's a bag, whether it's a luxury holiday, whether it's whatever it might be, right? For the longest time, I would hide them, or not use them, or not show them to people. I would not talk about them because I felt almost strangely undeserving, and there's feelings of you know, quote unquote, you're not good enough that. Are from childhood, right? And that would still surface from time to time, regardless of how irrational my mind knew it was. And I felt as though, you know, if the people, if certain groups of people around me were not doing well, then I would feel bad to tell them how I'm truly doing. So, for example, if I know that someone isn't doing great, and they ask me how are you, I'll be like, oh, I'm also not doing great, almost. 
right? And and even if I was having a fantastic month, I would just say, you know, um, I I'm okay. And I think that is not a healthy mindset to have because if you work hard for something, you put in the effort, you should also be able to celebrate it. Don't be afraid of dreaming big. Don't be afraid of going all out. Don't be afraid of achieving success, and don't be afraid of owning that success. Because expanding your mind to new states of a new normal is what's going to propel you forward, right? Because when you achieve something big, your brain, which is wired for comfort, is telling you, "Hey, wait, this is not right. This is not normal.、Uh, we're kind of freaking out here, even though it's a happy thing. We're kind of freaking out here, right?" But what you want to do is to be able to own that that success. You want to be able to celebrate success. That success. You want to be able to embody that success, and you want to be able to consistently train your brain that this is our new normal. It's no longer big for us. It used to be big three years ago, but this is our new baseline. And then big for us is the next level, and the next level, and the next level, right? So don't be afraid of dreaming big, and don't be afraid of owning that. When you do go big, right, and then that's gonna achieve and establish that new next level of what normal actually is for you and your life. Number four, and I love this so much, is probably one of my favorites, is to realize that success is inevitable for you. And I'll repeat it again because this is so powerful. Realize that success is inevitable. For you, this has been one of the most life-changing realizations I've had, which is that if you keep going on the path that you know you were meant to be, as long as you just keep going, as long as you just keep moving forward for the next decade and next and the next and the next, you will max out your full potential. And achieve the highest form of success possible for you in this life. Now, I'm not saying that you will be the best in the world, the best in your country. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you just keep going on the path that you know it's right for you, and you just keep going for one decade and the next and the next, you will max out your own full potential, not someone else's. Your own full potential, and you will do everything you can, and you would have done everything you can. Which means that you would have achieved the highest form of success possible for you in this life, and the highest form of success possible for you. Getting distracted by shiny objects or stepping back because of fear or letting comparison slow you down—that's only going to deter you away from the path that you were meant to take. So don't get distracted by other people. Don't get distracted by shiny objects. Don't get distracted by fear. As long as you know that you're in the right direction, you just have to keep taking that next step. You literally don't have to climb a mountain. You just need to take that next step, and the next step, and the next step, and the next step, and that will lead you to the path of the highest possible form of success for you in your life. And that is what I mean by success is inevitable for you because there's so many times where we ask, "Oh, you know, how do we achieve success? How do we achieve success? How do we achieve success? What is the magic code to success?" As if success is a singular there's no model answer for success in everybody's life. It looks different. It feels different for every single person. What you want to know is 
How can I get to the highest possible form of success in my life with the cards that I've been given, with my personality, with my skills, with my talent, and all these things, right? What is the highest possible form of success for me specifically? And as long as you keep going in that same direction that you know is right for you, you will reach the highest possible maxed out form of your potential. And that is so reassuring. Like all I need to do is to go in the direction that I know I'm meant to take. And as long as I keep going and as long as I don't stop, I will achieve the highest possible form of success for me personally. And it takes away so much stress. It takes away so much worry. Like that's literally all you have to do. So realizing this has been so mind-blowing for me and so life-changing for me. Um, And it takes away so much anxiety and stress around how do I do this big thing called success to all I need to do is to realize that success is inevitable for me as long as I keep moving forward in the right direction. Number five, put yourself before your business and your business will thrive. Now, this one may seem obvious, but when you're really in the thick of it, it is so hard, guys. It is so hard to separate your CEO self from your human self because your CEO self is wanting to keep the business going and growing at all costs, right? Not realizing that you can't work out and you can't work and you can't contribute when you're not charged, just like a phone that can't work when it isn't charged. It's such a simple lesson, but one that I sometimes find profoundly difficult when it comes to execution. I also think it's an occupational hazard where as entrepreneurs, as founders, as business owners, we created the business, right? And we're kind of maybe a little obsessed by it. Sometimes it's healthy, sometimes it's not so healthy. And you really want to know that while I continue moving forward, while I always strive for growth, while I always want to reach that next level, that I have to take care of myself because if I do not take care of myself and I break down, the business literally will not continue and everything will be destroyed, right? So it's something that um, really hit me, especially in the last six months. And something that I'm honestly still working on, but put yourself before your business. And that is when your business will thrive. When you are happy, when you're open, where you're getting enough rest, where your body is at its peak physique, where you're mentally rested, when you're emotionally recharged, you open the doors for so many opportunities in business. Like your brain feels clearer you're making decisions more quickly, you're thinking more clearly, you're having such an open mind towards everything, you become more creative, and all of these things have trickle-down effects back into your business, even if it's not entirely visible at this particular point, right? So take care of yourself, put yourself before your business, and ironically, that's when your business will thrive more than ever before. Number six, Do not be afraid of quote-unquote losing it all because that is literally impossible. This is another one of my favorites um, because I used to be so afraid. And I think this is a thought that occurs to almost every entrepreneur is like, what if it all doesn't work out? What if 
all the efforts I've been putting in for the past few years, everything just comes crashing down and I lose everything. I'm losing it all. And I realized that, hey, you know what? This is actually literally an unfounded fear because losing it all is literally impossible. You will never lose the skills, the business acumen, the people skills, and literally everything inside of you that you have learned and built in your business. And even if your entire business were to disappear tomorrow, you would still have the confidence. You would still have the skills to know that you can rebuild something different from scratch because you've done it before, because you've proven to yourself that you've done it before. You would still be able to make that 10K month, that 50K month, that 100K month, whatever, because you literally know you're capable of doing it. And how do you know? Because you've done it before. So your skills stay, your confidence stays, whatever that is inside of you, your mental resilience, your emotional strength, all of those things stay within you. So the fear of losing everything is literally irrational, right? Think about it. It's like if you're a really successful baker, you baked a cake and I accidentally ruined it for whatever reason, right? You're not going to be freaking out that much because you're a successful baker. You've literally got everything it takes to bake another cake in the worst case scenario. So there's no need to really freak out about the possibility of losing everything because you still have the skill sets to make something equal, equally as good or even better. But of course, if you're someone who is an, an imposter and you don't actually have the skills, then it's a very, very different story and you should definitely be scared, right? But here we are talking about you really growing as, an, as a person, as an individual, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and then irrationally freaking out that, hey, you know, what if it all comes crashing down? And what if I turn out to be a failure forever? And what if, you know, the whole world crumbles? Like, that's not going to happen. You can't not lose it all. You cannot lose it all. It is literally impossible because your skill set and everything intangible that you built within you stays within you forever. And those things that stay within you, your mental strength, your emotional strength, the skill sets that you have, those are what enables you to then build something equal or better than the thing that you lost even if you lose it and you haven't lost it yet. So that fear of losing it all, literally impossible, irrational. Number seven, the right people will celebrate you when you shine. And I love this one so much because for so long, I was so afraid of being seen as flaunting and sometimes consciously, but sometimes subconsciously, I always downplayed myself in front of others. And, you know, I get a lot of feedback that, you know, Janice, you appear really confident and um, I can't tell from your page that you actually feel that way internally, which is interesting, right? Because it's always about how we feel on the inside, not what we portray on the outside that matters the most, that sums up our whole visceral life experience, right? But I always felt like friends or maybe people close to me would get upset if I outshine them or I took over them and it took me some time honestly to really look at myself in the mirror to know that hey you know what the best people the people who really matter 
not only will they not mind that you're winning, but they will above and beyond that celebrate you. They will celebrate your wins with you. They will celebrate your wins for you, and that is a truly beautiful thing. Being surrounded by people who are not jealous of you, who celebrate and are rooting for you, and they want you to win, and of course, vice versa, you want them to win. You're there to support them when they win, even if you're going through not a great phase. You're so happy for them, and this is the kind of people that you want in your life. Real people who literally want the best for you. Number eight. Expect and prepare for things going wrong, because we know that it's going to happen. Ten out of ten times, it's not going to go perfect, right? It might be like nine times things all come crashing down, and the one time it goes good, or fifty-fifty, or whatever. Bad things happen. And things don't go according to plan. And when things go wrong, you don't want to be discouraged. You don't want to be surprised. In fact, you want to be expecting it, because things going wrong means that you're definitely in the game of entrepreneurship. If every single thing is going right, and you haven't experienced things going wrong, you haven't experienced failure at all. That is when you should seriously question if you're even on the right track. Because every successful business person, every successful entrepreneur, is going to tell you that so many things went wrong before things went right. They're going to tell you that they had nine no's before one yes, or maybe even ninety-nine no's before one yes. They're going to tell you that failure is literally. The stepping stones to success, and when you know, and when you really internalize this, and when you really don't take it personally, but you really understand that things going wrong slash failure is just part of the game, then you don't take it personal and you don't beat yourself up. And instead, when you're able to understand that, oh, this is just part of the game. Like there are ten steps, and I want to get to step ten, and the nine other steps are just. Coming in the form of no's, but the more no's I can get, the more I'm closer to that yes. Then your mind understands this. You don't beat yourself up, and your mind, in fact, tends to then go towards the direction of looking for solutions, right? So how can I get past this step? How can I get past this next step? And there are nine no's, and how can I then combat this so that I can get to number ten instead of thinking. Oh my God! It's a no. I don't know what to do.、Um, this must mean that I'm terrible. This must mean that I'm not good enough. This must mean that I suck. And then your mindset spiraling from there because you're taking it so personally because you didn't expect things to go wrong. No, you should expect and prepare for things to go wrong. Then when you see that things are actually going wrong, you recognize it. You recognize that this is just part of a stepping stone towards success or part of a stepping stone to where you want to go. And your mind starts looking for solutions instead of freaking out, which helps you overcome these things that go wrong, and that is super, super important. Number nine, don't you dare compare. It's a chronic human occupational hazard, right? Comparison. Even back in my corporate life, I'll compare with the top performing person. Doesn't matter, right? That they've had ten years of experience on me. 
I'm going to compare. I'm going to be like, why am I not as good as them? Oh, I'm not good enough. Why am I not working with such big accounts like them? Oh, maybe because they took 10 years to build that, but that's not in my mind. I'm thinking, why am I not like them? Even in the business and entrepreneurship space, is never ending because, you know, I would today probably look at、uh, like Tomozi, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and compare with them instinctively. And this comparison obviously leads me to constantly doubt myself as an entrepreneur、um, because I'm like, why are they able to achieve such great things? How come I'm not there yet? You know? And honestly, if you take a step back, If there is actually someone that you love,、um, you know, whether it's your daughter, your son, your little niece, or your nephew, or your friend's five year old kid, you wouldn't ask them why they can't write a college essay, right? So don't do that to yourself. If you've been in the business for five years, don't look at an industry veteran that's like been in the business for 30 years and wonder why am I not like this person yet? And Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, oh, just because people used to take 30 years to do this doesn't mean that you can't get there in five years. That's not what I mean. And maybe if you work disproportionately hard, work on your leverage, it's possible to do some impossible sounding things, right? So I'm all for it. Go out there and dream big. But at the same time, know that comparison is the teeth of joy. And you want to be real with yourself, asking yourself, What is comparison going to do for me? Is it going to make me feel better? Probably not. Is it going to help me find solutions? Probably not. Right? So, rather than compare, which 95% of the time there's no good outcome really from comparing, you really want to not compare and instead be inspired, right? So, you don't have to ask, why am I not like that person? But rather, you want to ask, What did that person do to get to where they are today, which is 10 times further than me, for example? What did they actually do to, to move 10 steps ahead? Oh, they did A, B, and C. Okay, let me see how I can integrate that into my life. Take it as a source of motivation and inspiration rather than comparison, and I guarantee your life would be a lot happier, you would be a lot more motivated, and in general, you would get a lot more positive outcomes. Right? So don't you dare compare. That's literally taking the joy out away from your own life as if entrepreneurship wasn't difficult enough, right? So don't do that. Number 10, and this is the last and final don't forget why you started this in the first place. Because you may have started this business, whatever business that you're building right now, you may have started this because of your mission. Or just something you believe in so strongly that you stand by it no matter what. Don't lose sight of that. Don't get so pigeonholed by the dollars and the cents and the 10K months or the 100K years or the whatever it might be or the 100K months or the million dollar years, whatever it might be. Don't get distracted by that. Right? Remember why you came in the first place. Or maybe. You don't have a super lofty and altruistic goal to change the world and to move the world. Maybe you just want to travel. Maybe you set up your business so you can travel, so you can have time freedom, maybe so that you can have some you know, money and so that you can have more fun. 
If that's the case, then go out there and have freaking loads of fun. Don't look at another entrepreneur like Gary Vee who is hustle twenty four seven and feel like you need to do that too. You don't. You're not in competition with anyone. There is no new height or no new goal that you necessarily need to reach, except for yourself. Except for those defined by yourself. Your life is literally yours to create and to live. And remember that always. Don't forget why you started this in the first place. Don't get distracted on the road, and don't forget that you are the only one with power that can say. What is my life gonna be like? What do I want to do? No one else can answer that for you, right? So don't feel like you have to copy everyone else. Don't feel like you should be feeling guilty if you want to have fun. If you want to take two months off your work just because everyone is into hustle mode, no. You're not in competition with anyone except for yourself, and your life can only be defined by the CEO of your life, which is you. And that is so liberating to know that you can literally be and do and have whatever you want as defined by you. So remember that, and never ever forget why you started this in the first place. So these are the ten important things, and of course, there have been so many more lessons along the way. But these are just ten that really stuck out to me a lot, and they still do.、Um, that I just wish I knew earlier, or that. I didn't have to learn the hard way, and you know I had to learn many of these lessons through trial and error along the way. But I wanted to share this so that hopefully you won't have to. And if you're still watching or listening, thank you so much for being here. Let me know if you enjoyed this, and let me know what lesson stood out the most to you. Feel free to drop me a DM on Instagram or even leave a review here on the podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it, and I hope it inspired you on your journey towards that next level in your business and life. Make sure to check out the description for show notes with a full rundown of all the juicy details and important links that you need. Also, make sure to share this with a friend if you found this useful, and subscribe here on Spotify or Apple Podcast. It would genuinely mean the world to me to hear from you. So share a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast and let me know which part of this episode resonated with you the most. In case no one's told you lately, you are amazing and absolutely capable of creating the extraordinary life that you dream of and deserve. Now it's time to go out there, do the hard stuff, and let's kill it.